I am a very emotional person. My emotional responses have always had a significant influence on not only how I perceive the world around me, but how I understand myself, how I define myself. How we feel in any given moment affects our perceptions. And like the ripple in the pond, our perceptions affect our behaviors, and in turn our behaviors both affect our conscious and unconscious and have influence over the world. Emotions have such an impact on our world. Isn't it amazing? Tiny neurological impulses which build and maintain the bonds that hold families, friendships, and communities together. These ripples can be so positive. But of course, emotions can have destructive effects as well. It is how we are able to understand our own emotional responses that determine which type of ripples we create. Now, I have always thought of my emotional responses to be who I am. You could say that the way I feel has defined me. I have spent a lot of life not realizing that my emotional responses can just be tools to aid me through daily life. Think of them like a jacket in the cold or a pair of hiking boots to see you along a mountain journey. How many of us have defined ourselves by the garments we wear? And how often has our own self-worth, our own self-power, been compromised by feeling we should be someone other than who we are? Or simply by feeling not good enough. If emotions are like garments, how funny it is that we define ourselves by them. I would never say I am a Nike cross trainer or I am a leather business casual, but all the time we say I am happy, I am sad, I am not as good as this person, I am not good enough. The first pair of shoes I defined myself by were not my own. They were, of course, my dad's. He had ten different pair of leather Bostonian business shoes. These shoes not only provided for our family, but helped me establish a positive viewpoint, a positive emotion related to work, as I was often asked to polish them. There on my mom's almond-colored laminate countertop, fresh newspapers spread out, dad's wood box of shoe-polishing wonder, metal snap tins, reds, browns, blacks, Buffing rags, electric buffers, buffing brushes, soul shine. Still to this day, I love the smell of shoe polish. I'd lay out Dad's Bostonian dress shoes perfectly in a line and get to work. I took this job very seriously. I don't ever recall rushing it. Each shoe was important and had to be shined beautifully. Each would get the appropriate polish applied and rubbed in thoroughly. Then I'd go back and shine them till I could see my face, till I could see a little of myself in them. Surely one day I'd be able to fit them. Surely one day I'd be just like the great man who already did. I knew these shoes were important because my dad was important. I learned a lot from my dad. He taught me to love sincerely, work hard. He taught me to value family and our ancestry. He taught me that every step we took through the world needed to be true. Every step we took through the world needed to be true. He taught me about baseball. In those shoe-shining days, I myself was rotating between Nikes and baseball cleats. These cleats, for now, would be the closest I could get to filling my dad's shoes. Because, you see, dad had a pair of cleats, too. Throughout my childhood, he coached me on the baseball field, and this is where my dad really came to life. He was unquestionably the best coach because he treated us like ball players, not kids. He treated us like ball players because he was a ball player, and we all felt it. Dad knew all of baseball's history. 
He earned the nickname Mad Dog in high school and had epic stories of Arlington baseball legend. Dad knew all of baseball's history. Dad could hit, throw, and cuss better than anybody. Baseball was life. And again, I had big shoes to fill. In our basement growing up, in the old storage room, filled with the archives of Mom and Dad's life, I'd sneak down all the time and dig around in Dad's old green leather George Mason baseball bag. I'd look closely at everything in it. Old balls and gloves, pine tar-soaked rags. These relics belonged in the American History Museum, I was certain. But the most awesome artifact, they were Dad's metal baseball cleats. They'd seen all of everything that was important. I reveled in their glory. I was the luckiest kid in the world. But would I ever wear shoes like these? Could I ever be as great as Mad Dog Pettit? At 17, I answered that question. I had an emotion that would have consequences. But those ripples would manifest in me in ways I couldn't realize at 17 years old. I sat down, unlaced my now size 12 baseball cleats. They resembled my dad's cleats. They had metal spikes. And they'd seen their share of action by now. They were even size 12, just like his. If I hang them up, they'll never play college baseball. They'll never try out for a pro team. They'll never see that glory and be equal to his cleats. They would, in the end, measure less. I hung them up. I told Mad Dog I need to find some new shoes to fit me. So I set out on my new shoe journey. And I realized if I'm not a baseball cleat, I can wear whatever I want. This is great. Those Pumas over there look cool. Ah, I just ripped them up on my drum kit. Got to graduate my high school. Man, I walked that stage in some moccasins. It's summer. I just graduated. I don't even need shoes. I'm free. Let's take a hike without shoes and let our feet tough it out over this beautiful ancient earth and feel the wind in our hair. Oh, man, I'm 19. In the city at college. Better put the moccasins back on. The broken glass is not cool. Who are all these new people I'm meeting? What are you saying? Most shoes are made by slaves and low-wage workers in third-world countries. But New Balance's art? Okay, I'll get a pair of those. 20 years old. Oh, man, I need some money. Better get some work boots. I like working. I like working construction. I like the way these work boots fit. I think these work boots fit. I think these work boots fit. These work boots are who I am. I am a size 12 Red Wing work boots. Let's build something. Let's become something. Let's be worth something. 23 years old. Look at that beautiful young woman over there. Hey, girl. (laughs) I got these new work boots. I'm a man, right? Let's build something. Oh, man, 25. About to have a baby. What do I do? Something's not right. Are these work boots good enough? This is not how my dad did it. If I'm going to be good enough, there's only one thing to do. I better go buy some nice, shiny, Bostonian leather business shoes, and while I'm at it, throw in a soul shine shoe polishing kit. 28 years old, 30 years old, 32 years old, all business management. College shirts, shiny shoes, climbing the ladder. Living life, making the best of what I got. Something's still not right. I'm not happy. I don't feel right in these shiny shoes. And I'm way out of balance. I can't stay organized and focused. I'm not good enough. I'm stressed. I'm anxious. My relationships are falling apart. I don't feel like I fit these shoes. I'm not happy. I don't feel like a worthy person. I don't feel equal. 
It's my dad's fault. He doesn't know me. It's my wife's fault. She doesn't care about me. It's my employer's fault. They don't provide the right work environment for me to thrive in. Project, project, project. The darkest night had fallen over me in my life. I couldn't see anymore through my own emotional storm. I couldn't take a step without feeling self-doubt. I had let a feeling determine who I was. I've let a feeling define me. A feeling is now determining my behavior, my conscious, and my unconscious. The Tao Te Ching says, Keep seeking approval, and you will be chained. Keep seeking approval, and you will be chained. I had, in a way, used my garments to hide from myself, but that was a symptom. A feeling I had felt a long time ago had rippled and rippled and rippled and filled my conscious, chaining me into my own emotional darkness. And because I couldn't see it, I projected it out onto everyone all around me. And that projection was my seeking approval from everyone in my life. And it had become a chain. Where had this feeling come from? I walked into the darkness and stopped. And time did become neither wrong nor right, as it all almost didn't matter anymore. But I tested the limits of my own chains and I broke them. I am free, empowered, self-empowered. We have the power. It doesn't matter where that feeling came from, really. It's good to know, but that world doesn't exist anymore. We are here now. We have the power, and now we've got to take that power back. The feeling came from me. I own it. And now I have the power again. And I can take that feeling off like a garment. I can put it down. And I can start fresh. But of course, it's not that simple. We do have to know where our feelings are coming from. That is being emotionally aware. It is a skill that we develop in life with practice. For me, my feeling of inadequacy, my feeling less, came from the day when I was 17. I gave up baseball. But it wasn't baseball or my dad that made me feel that way. Baseball and my dad had only ever did wonderful things to help me become a strong, confident individual. I let a feeling determine who I was. I hung up my baseball cleats and I said to myself, consoling myself, I will never be as good a man as him. I will always measure less. And honestly, I've measured myself less than every single person I've ever met in my entire life. At 17, I didn't yet have the wisdom to realize I was just experiencing a feeling. And I could take it off. I could put it down and move on. And the truth is, I did move on. I've lived a wonderful life. I've worn so many wonderful shoes. I'm learning to take ownership of my feelings, my happiness, one step at a time. I've put my work boots back on for the last two years, and I've been so happy. I am a red wing work boot. But there is no perfect boot. These emotions are so ingrained in us. A few months back, I went to the red wing store to buy a new pair of work boots. I took the kids with me, because it was a big deal. Over to the Fairfax Red Wings store. Come on, kids, let's go get some boots. We marched in. I'd like a new pair of Red Wings. Okay, said the clerk, what size are you? Size 12, of course, just like my dad. Well, he said, these are good boots. Let's take a measure and make sure. All right, I said. We've got a very top-of-the-line scale. You'll love it. It measures you precisely. So I step on the very top-of-the-line scale, and sure enough, 11. (laughs) Scale's not right, I said. Sir, it is right. 
I don't care. I'm a size 12, just like my dad. That scale's not right. Would you like to try a traditional scale, sir? Yes, I said. And sure enough, 11. <laughs> that scale's not right. So I go on and throw a big old fit in front of my kids and all the other customers in the Fairfax Red Wing store. Emotions. Of course, I walked out of there with an 11 and a half. <laughs> and I still don't think they fit right. Emotions are magical. And so are we. We are so beautifully flawed human beings, and that's so okay. Feel all those feelings, but take ownership of them. Projecting our emotions onto others is like forcing your friend, father, loved one, or arch nemesis to wear the same shoe as you at the exact same time. How silly would it be to try to walk around with someone else in your shoe while you're wearing it? But we do it with emotions all the time. The beautiful duality of our world, the spiritual fabric, is that emotions do not define us, but they so do. They so make us who we are. And we have to embrace every subtlety of that, every small moment where we feel making us who we are. A shoe is really nothing until a human foot goes in it. And even then, the journey is what counts. Be all the shoes. Be all your ripples. And feel all the ripples from everyone else all around you. We have so much to learn and grow from one another. Be confident that you have the power to be you. To feel the feelings and share them with everyone or put them down. It is your power. And that power is now. That life somehow mysteriously exists only right now. And this is where our power is harnessed. And if that is somehow true, if clothes are really a metaphor for how we feel, then I guess I am somehow only as good as the shoes on my feet.